<clears throat> I hope that in because of the last few months, a couple of months anyway, probably two and a half months or so, I've been sharing about the body of Christ and others who have shared shared about aspects of the body of Christ and the whole relational thing, functionality and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know about you, but I believe I see results. I believe that the Holy Spirit has touched many of us and opened our eyes to things about the body of Christ. That we are not alone. That we need alone time. We need time with family. We need time with our small group. We need time with our close friends. We need time with our closest friend. But we, there are things that happen in the body of Christ that only happen in a larger setting. The function of some of the, the gifts of the, the five-fold ministry, some of the, some of the gifts of the Spirit function both individually, but in small group. I shouldn't say both. I said in all. I should say in all. And in a corporate setting. <clears throat> One of the things that we've done recently is to take communion and put it at the end with ministry. Because it seemed awkward, and maybe it's our culture or whatever, to at the end have people come forward, you know, and be looked at while they get ministered to. I mean, what if you were being delivered and you like threw up or something? That would be embarrassing, you know, at the front. But it's on the side where there are several teams who have gifts and can minister those gifts and who have, you know, words of knowledge working. Are you with me? You know? A gift of faith working. And it can work and it's not a show. It's the body of Christ working and flowing. So, <clears throat> I, I, I'm blessed by all of that. That the body is being the body <clears throat> in so many arenas. I hope that it's caused some of us to be hungry for the things of the Lord. That we, when we see Him work and we see Him flow, that it causes, it whets our appetite, if you will. It's like, it's like hors d'oeuvres. It's like, I like this. This is what I was looking for when I came to Christ. Right? In a practical expression of it. So I'm going to talk about hungry this morning and aspects of, of how do we take that spiritual, and I, I avoid this a lot, spiritual nourishment. But there is a, a thing about, about growing in our soul, about spiritual disciplines that don't earn God's favor, but that keep us focused. Because we have myriad distractions. There are... And they come at us so much faster and in such greater volume than when I was young last year. Yeah. I can't do Facebook. It's way too much and way too fast for me. But... 
I understand that it's a great communication tool. It keeps you informed of all kinds of... Kathy tells me things that are happening in my family that I wouldn't know about. Do you know? I would love to see us as believers have that kind of desire and hunger not to get on Facebook, but to get with each other, to get in the Word, to make it to our prayer closet. Are you hearing me? And I will say again, this is not performance-based acceptance. It will never be performance-based acceptance because the only acceptance that we have is through Jesus Christ on the cross, death, burial, resurrection, resurrection because of the grace of God extended to us. Amen? Okay. So we've got that pretty well established, right? This is amazing grace. This is reckless love. He will pursue us. Amen? So, all of that should cause a deep desire. Maybe hungry has a bad connotation to you. But it should cause a deep desire to know Him more. And to know Him better. And that's to allow Him to do crazy things like take us out into the deeper waters. Amen? So here, I'm going to go at it from the hunger hunger standpoint, the eating standpoint. You are what you eat. Have you heard that before? You are what you eat? Yeah? (laughs) Garbage in, garbage out. You know that one? Garbage in, garbage out. How about you become what you behold? You become what you behold. What you admire, what you desire... What you seek after, what you spend your time doing, that's who you will become. And we all have choices in these arenas. It's like, you can't say the devil made me do it, or you can't say, you know, I just, I I didn't have a choice. Um, Paul from prison writes with joy because he made choices. Amen? That's amazing, isn't it? In Matthew 5... Verse 11 and 17 through 20. Not what enters into the mouth defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth, this defiles the man. Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? <laughs> you get a little digestion system, digestive system uh, lesson here. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, wow, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. Out of the heart. These are things which defile the man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile the man. So he's making a distinction here. He's talking about food, but he's saying it's not the food, it's the spiritual ingestion. Right? Are you with me? It's what you take in. Hey, Lydia. So what do we eat? What do we drink? In John 4, 5 through 34. So he came to the city of Samaria called... I can't say that. Sikar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour... 
There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. So I, lo- I love the way Jesus takes like normal stuff and brings a spiritual lesson. Anyway. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman therefore said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman? For the Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. So Jesus, you know, big leader, he's, he's breaking the rules, man. Uh, breaking the rules that really are bogus anyway. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Are we thirsty? She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us this well, and drink of it, drank of it himself, and his sons, and his cattle. And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him. This is great, y'all. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. This is the water we need to thirst after. This is what we need to be hungry for. Really, Jesus himself. Jesus is contrasting physical food and spiritual food. So the woman is curious and desirous, but not yet really understanding. But Jesus is patient and continues because he really wants her to have some of the everlasting water. He wants us to. You know? It's not like, ah, you know, I think I'm just going to give this living water to some of my favorites. And I love in the shack where where the guy says to, to the picture of God, if you will, says, you're particularly fond of everyone, aren't you? I love that. Because he kept saying, you know, he, she, it, whatever, you know, God is spirit. We worship in spirit and truth. But, you know, and, and of course that comes up. But, uh, yeah, he's particularly fond of you. <laughs> I love it. And wants to give us the living water. So we thirst after the right things that feed our soul. So the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. So she's still thinking, right? The physical water. He said to her, Go, call your husband. I love this. Here's the gift of knowledge working, right? He said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said. That's not a pun. You have well said. It's just a You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. You know what? Now, how many of us, or how many people you know, I won't even make it about you. You can make it about somebody else that you don't like. Yeah. Would have gone, I can't believe you. I 
I am not sitting here and talking with you. You are a blank. But Jesus was particularly fond of her in an eternal way and wanted to give her living water. That's awesome, y'all. That's hope. That's the message that we have. And as a body of believers who are working and flowing together, this is the message that we want to portray. This is the kind of love that we want to give to a hurting world. And not just a hurting world that we really can't identify with, but with hurting people with whom we can, in reality, one-on-one, person-to-person, identify. Amen? Ooh, you're quiet. But it's a challenge. It's saying, come deeper. Where my faith will be made stronger. So after that, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. It's like, yeah. You know, I just told you stuff that, you know, you didn't think anybody knew about. I <laughs> that's good. She's a sharp gal. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you people say, you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. Ooh, this church, that church. Oh, the Holy Spirit left this church. You know, we're going up to Toronto because that's where the Holy Spirit is. It's like... Amen. You worship that which you do not know. We worship that which we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming... Yeah, I love this. It's like... Salvation, these are the facts. You know, I'm a Jew. Okay, but watch this. This is what's more important. But an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Wow. Yes. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He was called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you. And he, I who speak to you, am he. Every person on this earth is seeking Messiah. Whether they know it or not, whether they've heard it or not, there is a need in every person for forgiveness and salvation and a new life. Whether 
you've ever heard the name Jesus or Yeshua or Jesus or whatever, a rose behind you of the name still smells as sweet. She was hungry and she understood that there was hope coming. And he said to her, I am he. And at this point, his disciples came and they marveled. They were curious that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet, yet no one said, what do you seek or why do you speak with her? No one wanted to ask. So the woman left her water pot and then went to the city. See, they were curious. They didn't understand what was going down. I mean, Jesus was breaking the rules. And he will break man's rules and traditions and thoughts and belief systems and theologies to get the message that God loves you. Amen. And send his... uh, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being particularly fond of all of us. Yeah, that's just, I mean, he had the most trouble with religion, right? Huh. So to watch this. This, this, I love this. So the woman left her water pot and went into the city huh. and said to the men, <laughs> Come see a man who told me all the things I've done. And they're going, I hope he didn't tell about me. I hope she, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All the things I've done. This is not the Christ, is it? Could this be? Could this be Messiah? They went out of the city and were coming to him. In the meanwhile, the disciples were requesting him, saying, Rabbi, eat! But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. The disciples therefore were saying to one another, before I go on here, I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to retro just a little bit. Regress, I guess. No, I like retro better. Um, this gal had never been to seminary, right? To seminary. Yeah. She hadn't read the four spiritual laws. She hadn't, you know, taken the course disciples, uh, what is it? Evangelism explosion, you know? Or anything like that. In fact, she had just encountered the mighty God through the Son, Jesus Christ, face to face and perceived that he might be a prophet. And immediately, she was a witness. Amen. Yeah, a woman evangelist. (laughs) That's a knee slapper. (laughs) Come on. And that's all you need. Maybe you have fear sharing the Lord. Maybe it's like, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, yeah, you can. If this gal right here, that most of us would look down on, most of us, yeah. She's a powerful evangelist. She had people coming to the crusade. Amen? (laughs) But then he talks about the food. And this is critical. 
But then he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. The disciples, therefore, were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? You know, they're still thinking food, food. Baked beans, you know, kosher, kosher pork. Uh. <laughs> Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food, my very nourishment, the thing that feeds me, the thing that supplies everything that I need, the thing that inspires me, the thing that drives me, is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Page 2 of 7, and I'm going to end there. A few weeks ago, I asked Joe D. I said, what do we do to do the will of God? And that was the wrong cue, because that's not the scripture. And so Joe said some things that he usually says, and which are excellent, identity and, you know, all that. And the, the scripture is, what do you do to do the works of God? What do you do to do the works of God? And the answer is, Joe, to believe on the one he sent. So if this is the works of God, to believe on the one he sent, if this works, then we should be like this woman who went out and told how to do the works of God. She didn't even know that these were the works of God, but this is the works of God, that we would believe on the one who was sent. So, this is the central theme of all of this. Now, we do a lot of things like move the communion tables around and, and reset, right? And reset the, uh, you know, the kitchen thing, make sure that that's flowing and we have covered dish and we have small groups and we have, and we're always changing maybe our methods and, you know, we haven't rearranged the chairs in a while, but, you know, look out, it might happen. Right? And we do all these things, but what we cannot forget, what we can never leave and always understand that all these things that we do, having greeters and more greeters, I want more greeters! Sorry, just came out. The reason we do all of that is so maybe someone would come to faith in Jesus. It should be our food. It should be what motivates us. It should be what drives us. The reason we work hard on our instruments Do I get a lot of pleasure out of it? I do. I do. But there is a deeper purpose. There's a deeper... In there, Travis. It just is. There's a deeper purpose. And whatever God's given you, you need to hone it. You need to perfect it. You need to invest in it. Because it should serve in a way that brings light to the fact that Jesus is Messiah. Amen? Amen. And that He loves you. When somebody comes in that door, I want them to feel so much love that they just can't hardly stand it. 
This woman was used to being rejected by Jews. Is that not right? Many people are used to being rejected by church folk. I am challenging all of us that we not be those kinds of people. That we be, individually and collectively as a body, people who are particularly fond of everyone. Now that's going to be hard for some of us. There are some cultural norms that we have been reared in. There are some opinions that we have. There are some places perhaps that we've been hurt. But the Lord... Knows all of those things. In fact, he can tell you every one of them, just like he told this woman. Are you with me? And then he can set you free so that you can minister to someone else who needs to be set free. Amen? Amen. You know, people in need of change, ministering to people in need of change. Good book. Good book. I think I'm going to close there. But understand that the challenge today is that our food is to do the will of of Him who sent Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Father, uh, we are Your body. We are Your church. You are building Your church to declare to the world that You are, in fact, the Savior. To declare to principalities and powers and spiritual forces that you are God incarnate and that your death on the cross brought victory over death, hell, and the grave. Father, we want to be those people who share this good news. We want to be those people who draw in the downcast, the unlovely, the ones who can't tithe, We want to be a church that truly loves. By your Spirit, continue the work that you are doing, that we are seeing, that we are witnessing. We thank you for working in us. Lord, don't stop. Continue to grow us, not for pride's sake, but for the sake of the kingdom, your kingdom, your world, your heart, your grace. Pour it out. And Lord, as we share in communion today, I pray that you would, by your Spirit, just like you did to this Samaritan woman, reveal a deeper understanding of who you are. Reveal Reveal to us that food as we remember your death till you come. Lord, I pray for those who minister today. I pray that you would give them Gifts. Words of knowledge. Faith. Tongues and interpretation.
gifts of healing. That your spirit would minister deeply. Lord, that there would be people, even today, that would be set free from demonic oppression, from hurts, from lies believed, that go way back. That your light would, would shine. And that they would be, be able to believe the truth. You are the truth. And be set free. And taste of that living water. So that out of their bellies will flow. <laughs> that living water. With joy. With peace. With security. From your hand. Worship team, would you come? Those who are serving communion, would you go to your places? Those who are ministering, would you go? And let's take this time. Don't run off. If you feel like you don't need prayer, well then pray. Are you with me? Pray. Do we believe in prayer? Yes, we do. So don't run. It's early. If you don't, it's 10 after 11. Okay? Linger. Stay. Pray. And if you came with a need, the need meter wants to meet that need. His name is Jesus. Amen?